learning about movies. Learning about movies. Learning about movies. Spoiler alert! They they killed a friggin' shark. Welcome to Syndication, the only podcast that needs a bigger boat. Scars, <laughs> salty sea dogs, license plates. This episode, we swap tales about the 1975 original blockbuster, Jaws. I'm your host, Tyler Young, uh, and we're uh, we're on the skeleton crew this time. The original three. The OG three. Yeah. The O3. That's the one. The O3 crew. That's what we call ourselves. Yep. The O3 crew. Who are you? Hey, that's me. Uh, I am Devin Ellis. I know uh, that guy. Yeah, that's me. And I, I love that guy. I picked this one. I don't you work did. with him anymore. What? Huh? Go on. Who's, a, who's this other guy who's chiming in? Yeah. Hi, I'm Matt Quint. Hey. Okay, that's a cool one. Yeah, I had to do it. Is it? Best Quint's character. a cool name, too. It's a cool name. Is it short for Quentin? I think so. Uh, it's short for Quint Your Own Business, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. It's short for Quint in Your Eye. It doesn't rhyme with mind. <laughs> That's <laughs> something. It's not anything. <laughs> you could just be like, it's short for Waffle Your Own Business. <laughs> oh my word. God, Devin, that's great. Do you work that in marketing? That was so funny. Jesus Christ. Waffle guys. Your Own Business? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, classic. <laughs> oh my God. We should really waffle to this guy more. <laughs> Matt, waffle your own business, would you? <laughs> oh, oh, right to the heart of me. <laughs> it's cutting, isn't it? From hell's heart I strike at thee. <laughs> so that's a funny reference because that's from Moby Dick. Mm. I don't get it. This movie felt a lot like, well, Moby Dick just as a concept, I guess. Hey, did you know? Did you know? That uh, the original director that they were talking to about doing this movie before they tapped steven spielberg he's like all right i got this idea for the opening shot so we open up underwater and then it, the camera comes up out of the water and we see the town and then the whale and they're like you mean shark right it's like yeah yeah, yeah right, right right shark whatever doesn't matter it's pretty much the same. and they're like everyone got really worried like you know this isn't moby dick right like this is a totally different movie so they like they wanted to go with someone who was younger and had fresh ideas and wasn't just like, we're doing Moby Dick again. Right. You know? Well, they still got pretty close. <laughs> I mean, Quint is kind of like Captain Ahab. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But the story's <laughs> not about him, right? It's about, it's about, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it follows uh, Chief Brody. Right. So different. It's yeah. not the same. <laughs> it's pretty also, much. it's not a whale. It's a shark. Yeah. A killer shark. It's super different. of the ocean. So, Devin, how much of this movie did you know before you picked it? Um, I mean, I knew... I've seen a couple of scenes. I know that we're going to need a bigger boat line. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the premise being there's a shark. I, I didn't... I thought it was actually going to be more horry than it ended up being. Horry? Horror-y. <laughs> oh, don't call her that, Devin. She's just a modern woman. Who, the shark? No. Because <laughs> he was calling it hoary. I was calling it horror-y. Ho- horror-y. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> she has the right to express herself with her body however she wants. Yeah. I, I... It's called female empowerment. Devin. Jesus, Devin. <laughs> this fucking guy. I gotta get with the times. Yeah. These, these modern times. That's another movie we did. Yeah, it was a callback, kind Yay. of. Um, I I knew less about this movie than I thought I did, if that answers your question. It so, does, yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed like I, I, I figured I had absorbed uh, most of it through osmosis. Yo, you see this bag? You see this gun? You see this gooey white sackish membranous around my personhood? Um, and uh, I, I was so was a little surprised by so there was there's a lot more a lot more meat to it than I was expecting. Um, definitely had some of the jump scares on fresh eyes because a couple of those got me pretty good. Yeah, the uh, the head, the head under the under the boat. Yeah, that one. Hey, did you know? Oh, did you know that that scene Whoa. was filmed? We should have a sound when you do that. 
Oh, that'd be fun. Did you know? <laughs> oh, you. I I meant to say something. Never mind. We're in the middle of recording. <laughs> no, what is... you you reused the theme song, and I was like, I did. Oh, this yeah. guy. I brought it back for episode twenty nine. Who's gonna miss it? Here's a little peek behind the curtain. We are recording episode 36. I'm now, we just posted episode 29. Uh, and I just cut 30. So that's how far behind we are and everything. I don't know when the hell this is going to come out. Wasn't there, I feel like of the three of us, like one person has like like a little, a bit. like an expensive deck or device that lets him sample things and like, like a synthesizer in a really small package, you know, mm. like a really powerful, yeah, yeah, expensive a one that and I feel like that person had said, oh, I love composing music. I'll yeah. make us a new theme song. It's right. Harder than you think, because a lot of the music that I make is uh, it's kind of shit. So <laughs> <laughs> trying to make something good for have the you, show. Have you heard our theme song? I mean, you don't have to do it's... that much work to beat it. <laughs> Okay, that theme song is a classic. It's a banger, and everybody sure. knows it. It's pretty great, and I love <laughs> it. But about it doesn't movies. take, <laughs> but it doesn't take that much work to do it. <laughs> that was just like a free sample that you took from something, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure uh, yeah. Some royalty-free background that, music. That was the Incompetech, that guy who does gotcha. a bunch of royalty. Incompetech, yeah. Um, so, that that song, fun fact, is called Doobly Doo. Doobly Doo. <laughs> I guess I made ba doo ba doo doo. Yeah, yeah. Doo ba doo ba lee ba doo. We we were actually just talking about how um we're, we're gonna try and make something. Yeah. So uh maybe that'll be down coming coming down the pipeline. We're gonna make a concerted effort. We're gonna we're gonna make some song. I was thinking we're gonna do multiple songs different genres and, and test out the water why start with yeah. one we'll just start with like we'll make a couple we'll have yeah. a sampling you know <laughs> are we all gonna vote and offer Devin criticism or are you guys doing it together i was gonna help with doing Tyler like, wants to uh, help with like drum tracks and stuff yeah maybe yeah. singing saying well i was gonna do the vocals just different versions of learning about movies Learn. You know, like a heavy metal version, which is like, learn about movies, learn about movies. Yeah. You know, something like that. I don't know. We'll Super we'll interesting inside of our Jaws episode. <laughs> uh, you had a, did you know that you were in the middle of speaking about? Did you know? Did you know? That that, yeah, uh, yeah we, we have to come up with some kind of uh, ding or noise or something, you know. Yeah. Like uh, our like, show needs more sound effects. The more really you know. Well. Bump it. Wow. Yeah. Like little pew. Yeah. Bow, You're the sound guy, right? So you, you should you should give I'm me a bank. Sound guy? Give me a bank of sounds I can edit it in in mm. there. That yeah. I can probably do actually. Yeah. They got a lot of weird beeps and boops, that's for sure. You need some zips and zops, beeps and boops. It's the thing, it's like you know that music that I put on where you guys are like, what the fuck is this? Turn this off. Like that's the kind of shit that I'm making is the problem. Well, if you can just do it for this, like it only lasts one second, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you could have the song start before the ten minute mark, I think that would really just be a win. No, it gets really good, that. Matt. We <laughs> <laughs> just like get to the fucking song. But anyway, did you know? Did you know that yeah. that scene where the 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 jump scare where the head comes out of the the boat? Yep, that was. Uh, Steven Spielberg had that idea after they had filmed everything, and he was like, "Oh, I can make one more shot. I could do one cool little jump scare because I think the movie needs it right here." And so they filmed it like in a pool, like just someone's <laughs> pool. It was one of like, the editor's pool or something. And they put milk in the water to make mm. it look murky when they filmed it down there. And like the props master just made a piece of a boat and they just stuck it in the pool and and just filmed that and had a little prop head pop out. That actually makes so much sense because they never talk about the fact that they found that guy dead. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it doesn't really, it does not gel with fit anything. Anywhere. It's very yeah, out like of they, place. Yeah, like literally in the next scene they say like two people have died, and I was like, no, that was a third you just found. <laughs> yeah, and then they're, they also they're retconning it in real time. <laughs> there was another scene where they were like, we found so and so's boat, and I was like. And also him. Like, <laughs> why are we guy. not addressing this fact? <laughs> so that's okay. why, because it was filmed after the fact, where it was like, ah, we can just do a cool little jump scare. 
I did not know that, Tyler, and that is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it, <laughs> and I wanted to share it. We know it now. So when we were watching that, I one of the things that I, I didn't know came from this is it's a line that the chief of police says. I can't remember his name. Main character? Uh, chief Brody. Chief Brody says, where he says, that's some bad hat, Harry. I, so what's funny, sorry not to cut you off, but what's funny is like I remember when we saw this together the other yeah. day, yesterday, and he says that line, I pointed it out as a weird line, like, why does he say that? So that's a, I immediately recognize that as um, like one of the little production company quips that plays at the end of shows. Uh, that I don't know if you remember it, but it goes, that's some bad hat, Harry, right? It's just like that, but a little sped up. Um, and it's from Bad Hat Productions, which it ends all of the House episodes because they've done all of House and most of the X-Men franchise, so all the movies and like some of their TV show spinoffs like The Gifted. So I recognize that line from the production company a little quip at the end of these shows. I'm so glad you, from... you picked that up, though. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't realize it came from Jaws. I mean, it makes sense because it's like, that's a weird line. It's so weird. So like that they must have thought like, what a weird line. And when they were making their production company or whatever, they're like, oh, this this one line stuck in their heads. So like, let's call the production company this. Yeah, that's got to be what it was. And it's because it's so weird. So it's this guy who's like talking to Chief Brody while Brody is basically like someone had already died. And now he's on high alert, but he can't shut down the beaches because the the, the mayor's like, oh, we're not, you know, a lot of commerce comes through these beaches, whatever. And uh, we can't shut it down. So he's sitting there and he's all paranoid. And he's looking out in the water and he keeps thinking he sees stuff. And this guy is talking to him about, you know, whatever. And the way that he brushes the guy off, he says, that's a bad hat, Harry. I don't know what that means. Like why he says that, who says that to people. So the... The way I interpreted the line is that like he gave him a startle because he was wearing like a black cap and oh was and just looked bobbing like a... in the water. Right? And so then when the guy was like, What's your problem? Like, you know, why are you all paranoid or whatever? And he was like, That's some bad hat, Harry, like referring to his hat, giving him a startle because there's he's on alert for sharks. Like, what a poor choice of hats. Right. <laughs> but it's still barely makes sense even with that context to say it that way and the way the way it's delivered too it's very it's like it just feels non sequitur it's weird yeah some bad hat harry um and so it must have been that yeah whoever started that production company was just like that's a weird line let's just call it bad hat productions <laughs> <laughs> it almost felt like that line in the room do you remember that you saw the room right yeah i watched I, it with you okay i've never right, right. seen it you never seen, never oh, seen it oh you got to pick that <laughs> we we've had this conversation on a previous episode actually yeah, i know we have yeah i mean it is an iconic movie it's in my back pocket one day maybe once we get through all the good movies i was gonna say we're gonna start running out of we movies were, at some yeah point. i was just looking through like a top 100 list and i was like wow we've watched most of these at this point like yeah. we, we've gotten through we a lot of them a good chunk of the list Almost every other point in the list, I have had my next one on deck. I don't have my next one on deck. I got to like think about it. I've started to make a list so I don't forget. So I have like 20 in the bag right now. I should do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, like a lot. You're not going to like most of them. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not most of them, but uh, like a handful of them. All right. Are you guys ready? Yeah. This one is for Quint. <laughs> now Tyler has that sample. I like it. Might use it for other things. I don't know what. I love this movie, guys. I don't know about you two. But... All right, here's can can I I want to because I, I think I'm Shut probably going to be... let me tell you how good this movie is. <laughs> I think this is going to be I'm going to be the most negative. Is sort of the sense I'm coming in with. What you? No, come on, shut up. Here's my issue. Get the hell out of here. I feel like this is the story of two movies. Okay. There's the first half, there's pre pre boat, and yeah. there is post boat, or I guess just boat. I already agree with you. Yeah. And the first half, really, really like. I think it's solid. I love what I was most surprised by going in, because I thought Jaws was just gonna be the antagonist. But for the first half of the movie, the shark is just the catalyst. And the mayor and the people are the the antagonists, right? They're the ones that won't let our hero do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Loved that stuff. 
Thought it was great. Thought the tension was great. Everything on the boat was weird, with the exception of like Quint's great. I I don't think you can argue that Quint's yeah. not great. I liked Quint and Hooper's Wyvern. Right. So the second half of the movie, when they're on the boat, especially with the score that they chose, it felt to me like this is as a totally different tone. This is just an adventure movie at this yeah. point. Yeah. Right. They're just like on a quest to kill this fucking shark. Yeah. It didn't turn horror. Like literally the boat was sinking before I was like, oh, I'm supposed to feel tension. Right. And it's because the score kept having this uh this uh flute section. The melody yeah. was yeah, all in yeah. flute. It was and I was super like, uplifting. What the- I was like, the fuck is happening here? I'm supposed to be terrified. Especially in contrast with how much tension they had in the early part of yeah. the movie. Like that scene when the guy gets dragged away on the half of the dock and then it's Oh, it's so up. good. Oh, so good. That was real. That was good. Good tension. And then it's yeah. just like when they're actually fighting it, there's like barely any of that because it's like dun dun da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. There's a fucking piccolo playing and you're I like, know. what is this? These are a terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, that felt that felt strange to me. I'm like, it was fine. I still, I was like, this is fun as like an adventure, but it's not what I signed up for. Maybe because it was already in my brain. I grew up like having seen Jaws and knew about it, whatever. So it wasn't like too much in, for me to question it. Like I just watched it again. Like, yeah, I'm watching Jaws again. Here we go. <laughs> Cause like for me, it's like, no, it, it just starts off. It doesn't feel disjointed, I guess is what I'm getting at. It, it just feels like it starts off feeling horrific. It's a horror movie in the beginning to like get you to go on the adventure with the guys. You're like, yeah, all right, let's go get them. Like it makes you mad at the shark. Because it, it like you've seen it done like do horrific things already, and so now when you're on the adventure with them, you like it. I don't know. It like makes it make more sense for them to keep pushing forward instead of like, oh, let's go get the coast guard. Let's go call these people. They're like, no, we got to get the shark right now. You know, like it's I don't know. It feels more urgent when you see when when you're all creeped out by it in the first half of the movie, and it feels more scary. I just felt like it lost most of its scariness in the second half and i oh yeah I, for sure i really think like most of it is just because of the score yeah. <laughs> i think it really just pulled yeah me. i think if they switched up the music you probably could have passed the second half off just fine even steven spielberg like he didn't want it to be a horror movie per se like he, he wanted to like creep people out and stuff but it he says himself that it's an adventure movie like that's what it's supposed to be i mean it's listed as a suspense horror thriller but also like he didn't write it and, and like he was like tapped to do it and he was like a young guy who's like fuck it yeah let, i'll do a movie a movie you know? yeah <laughs> i mean like i said like the the score the adventure it felt like a good adventure movie right just in the yeah. second half but it like it was totally different because i think that's him right like that's steven spielberg's thing is yeah. doing adventure like fun adventure movies but they hired him to do like a like a monster b movie thing mm-hmm. and so it's basically like okay it's steven spielberg's version of that and so it feels like two movies with like the one he was hired to do and then the one he ended up making yeah i remember specifically the shot where it occurred to me how weird it was it was hooper was standing on the the stern of the boat and they were sinking and there was like this look on his face where he was finally recognizing that like they were f- oh it was right after the engine blew out yeah and i remember <laughs> thinking like up until that point i had never seriously reckoned with the fact that they were in any real danger because it, they were treating it like an adventure movie yeah and then suddenly and maybe this was intentional maybe that was supposed to reflect like what was going on in the characters minds but i'm i don't think so and then suddenly, like, the characters realize, like, we're fucked, right? Like, we are in so much danger. We are not yet to shore. We do not have an engine. And we have to swim. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, oh, so this, this is sort of horror, right? Like, this is, I am supposed to, like, be sympathizing with how hard this is. And it just didn't, I, I don't know, the back half of the movie just didn't. I don't think so, though. I, I don't think it's supposed to be a horror at the end maybe suspenseful it felt like it's like it set up it was set up to be a horror movie and then they switched tones whether or not it was intended to be that or not it felt like a shift yeah 
Well, so also, did you know? Did you know that they <laughs> wrote the script as they were filming? Like, that feels right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that feels accurate. They they had a script already, but then Steven Spielberg was he hired a guy to like punch it up and basically rewrite it from scratch. And they that's some bad script, Harry. Some bad hat, Harry. So they were already on Martha's Vineyard filming on location like all the land shots and stuff before they had a full script written before they had the shark made before they had the cast uh cast <laughs> and so yeah the movie is does have that kind of like gorilla feel of like they were just kind of like figuring it out as they went the old breathless technique yeah <laughs> so i think that's part of maybe why it feels a little disjointed too also, in the first half of the movie, the shark wouldn't work. Like they're supposed to be in that opening shot, yeah, or the opening scene with the the woman gets gets eaten uh, when she's skinny dipping. You're supposed to see Jaws in that, but they could, it just couldn't. It kept breaking. It broke pretty much every day, <laughs> and they fucking hated it. I do feel like that is one of those situations where the hardship made it better. Like yeah. not seeing the shark was great the first half of the movie. I, I thought. Yeah. No, you're right. And they, they say that too. They recognize like, oh, this was for the better. Yeah. yeah. Made it more uh, Hitchcockian. And I do, I, I, I love the first half of the movie because it is, I think, more Spielberg. Like all the stuff in town and like this small town and they're interacting with something they don't totally understand. I also, obviously, we should address the fact that like there's a fair amount of overlap between this and the very first episode we ever did, which was uh, Close, Close Encounters. Encounters. Richard Dreyfuss, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. yeah. And and everybody talks over each other. Apparently, early in his career, Spielberg loved yeah. doing a thing where everybody talked over each other. Yeah. I made a note of that when we were watching it. I was like, I'm noticing this thing in movies from this time period where people are just talking over each other. And I was like, it feels, I like it, more realistic in a way um, yeah. because people do kind of just like yell over each other all the time. We're also planning to bring in some experts from the Oceanographic Institute on the mainland. Only 24 hours. I didn't agree to that. Only 24 hours. Yeah. Um, but it's it feels diversion from what I'm used to, at least in, right. in most movies. That's part of what I loved about Uncut Gems so much is that it felt like an older movie. The fact that they were doing that, people are talking over each other and having separate conversations yeah. at the same time. The thing is, it so easily turns into just being incoherent, right? right. It, has, you have it to, can, yeah. You have to really use it wisely, I think, if you're going yeah. to. Which you only yeah. did a couple of times in this. I mean, I remember... Uh, you know, like, so I guess I'll eat some crow. Like, I remember in that first episode talking a lot about how I felt like that was being used as a device to, like, communicate the inability of humans to communicate with aliens and, like, all this other stuff. No, apparently it was just, like, a stylistic <laughs> thing that Spielberg liked doing early in his career. That's and funny. I just didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked the first half of the movie, and then the back half was also a fine movie, but felt like it was a different movie. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you f fully, actually. Yeah. I like the adventure stuff, though. Like, it's it's just very it's very Spielberg, and I have a soft spot in my heart for that kind of, like, sure. late 70s, early 80s, into 90s, high-flying adventure, you know, the Indiana Jones kind of stuff, and Goonies, and this kind of thing. I like that stuff. I, I love that stuff, too. It was Did not... Did Goonies? No. But just that, oh. that feeling. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I love that too. That might be like my favorite genre of movie and just in general, because they're, they're fun and over the top. And, and I definitely got that feeling in the second half, but, and so like I was having a good time, but then like looking back on it, I don't know. There's a part of me that f wishes it was more cohesive. And I don't know why that is. Cause like, I think it's, I think it's fine as it is. Like, I don't know, maybe it was, to me, it feels very tight. I don't know. It, it feels like I don't know. The horror just comes from reality of like what this thing is is an unstoppable killing machine. But then like the adventure, 
don't know. It feels more adventurous when you're facing something horrific. And so it just the tone shifts, but only because like the story called for it. I don't know. It felt it felt right to me. It felt very sleek, like a trimmed down story where it's like, what's the plot? The plot is a shark eats a couple of people and then a couple of dedicated people in the town go and hunt it out and then mm. kill it. The end. Hey, you know. T- Tyler, let me ask you this, because because I I have this memory of Jaws having like this they're at like this like mill or something in like a inland like marsh. And the shark is like killing people. That was not in this movie. Is that in one of the sequels, or have I just completely <laughs> invented something that I don't know? Is in a mill? I don't know if it's a mill. It's like a building. How's a shark in a building? <laughs> I don't. It's in the form of a tornado. It's oh. a building that straddles like a river in a marsh. Okay. It's like inland, not by a lot, but it's definitely not out in the ocean. And like okay. a hydro building? Yeah, this this might be a sequel or something. I've never seen anything past Jaws 1. Oh, okay. I assumed you had. No. That's my bad then. So there are at least four Jawses. Are they uh, all the same shark? I actually don't know how this works. They can't be. Well, he, blow, he was blown up in the first one. At least it's like a mecha shark or something. Are we really going to say that the antagonist being blown up in a horror movie is like incompatible with sequels because that's true (laughs) yeah they're gonna come back and actually it's it's a regenerative shark zombie because there was nuclear waste spilled into the ocean (laughs) i think it's jaws four where it's like the mother of jaws is somehow smart enough to know that her son was killed (laughs) by people that lived at this town and like seeks revenge it's yeah that's all I, I, I want to see it just based on that. I, I don't. I'm sure it's horrific. It's got to be so bad. <laughs> uh, hey, did you know? Did you know? That they, they came up with a camera, the Waterbox camera. I don't know if any film had done that before, but like films at Waterline, half of the shot is underwater and half of it is above water to like give you that, that anxiety kind of feeling. That must have been a big pain in the ass with the big cameras that they use at the time because oh, i assume yeah. this was shot on film apparently everything was a pain in the ass yeah <laughs> that's what you're telling me i i did really like the special effects of people being dragged in water when they're being bitten and they're being dragged like underwater by by jaws or um, some of the effects on the boat i thought that looked really convincing and i was just trying <laughs> to figure out how they did that so the the underwater rigs must have been kind of complicated to do right so the the first scene where the woman's getting pulled around apparently they strapped her up to like cables and so in the documentary i was watching there's like the making of jaws like everyone involved that was like was discussing this scene was like yeah we shouldn't have done this like this was dangerous dangerous. (laughs) yeah it's really dangerous and kind of hard to watch giddy up yeah but they did it anyway (laughs) Uh, she yeah, she was like strapped up to cables, and there was like ten dudes on each side of the beach because she was like kind of like in an inlet, and the the cabling was just yeah like underwater. But she was literally like a tug of war, like she was just strapped up to cables, and they just pulled like ten <laughs> ten dudes just on one side, like okay, now you guys pull, now you guys pull, now you. So she was like ah ah, just get like yanked through the water, Jesus. like literally just getting pulled through the water, and then. The last scene where she gets pulled down, they just pulled her straight down. And I guess they ADR'd the voice because she sounds like she's going underwater. She screams and goes, Steven Spielberg himself poured water down her throat uh in <laughs> while she was screaming in like in the recording booth <laughs> and richard dreyfus described this in the documentary and he says like yeah there's a term for that it's called waterboarding <laughs> he's like so basically steven spielberg committed a war crime to make this movie <laughs> that's funny richard dreyfus is the best by the way yeah he was very good i really enjoyed him i loved him in this and i loved him in uh close encounters I don't really know much outside of these two movies that he's been in. I don't really, I don't know what else he's in. I, yeah, I don't, I can't think of anything either, but I, I did, I did really enjoy him in both, both of these. Oh yeah. Oh, Hey, did you know? Did you know? The, you know, the, the shark uh, broke all the time, right? Yeah. It broke like every day. Right. Over and over again. 
Apparently one time it broke because um, Steven Spielberg's friend at the time, a guy by the name of George Lucas. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, uh, you may have heard of his, his name before. Mm. He uh, he snuck onto the, the set once. Did he after- fuck the shark? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't fuck the shark. George Lucas is a shark fucker? <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's hot goss. Uh no he fucked up the shark he like was playing with it he like snuck on the set and was like hee hee and like playing around the shark like, look it's eating me oh no and they broke it it was like him and another friend and they like <laughs> right away with like little kids like oh god we're gonna get in trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's super funny when uh when did this come out relative to Star Wars just before uh so this came out in seventy five was before and Star Wars was seventy seven I think yeah it was okay so that makes sense. He's like, ooh, animatronics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, gives, this gives me an idea. Oh, the the boat, the Orca. So they had a couple of boats. I um, love this fact. <laughs> but the, the one that they were filming on at one point, with all the cameras and all the crew on it, started sinking because they like it was a scene where they had Jaws like slam to the bottom of the boat. Well, because they had two boats, right? One that was designed to sink. Yeah, yeah. And one that wasn't. And the one that wasn't designed to sink <laughs> sank. <laughs> Hold up a second. Yeah, because they hit it too hard and like pulled out the bottom of the boat by accident. And as it was sinking, they're all freaking out like, ah, get the actors off the boat. But the, the crew was like, fuck the actors. We're going to get the film off the boat. Yeah, <laughs> damn straight. Yeah. That's super funny. Pretty great. Pretty great. What else you got? The USS, uh, USS Indianapolis story is yeah. true. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is it really? really- yeah, a real ship that really was, it was the ship that was carrying Fat Man, a little boy, to Hiroshima and uh, was torpedoed on the way back and 1,100 or 1,200 men like fell into the ocean and only 300 survived and most of them were eaten by sharks. I It's so interesting. So, well, it's not interesting. It's it's stupid. But the, <laughs> the only reason I knew about this is because just like a couple hours before we watched Jaws, YouTube recommended to me a video of a guy who builds models out of matchsticks and mm-hmm. he built a replica of the USS Indianapolis and then told the story about it. So oh, wow. I, I just learned about it prior to <laughs> prior to watching this through several layers removed. But but true story. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, pretty horrific. crazy. Yeah, I did love that. It was a great because I didn't like Quint when he first appeared. I was like, who's this fucking guy? Like, why is he yeah. so annoying all the it's time? He's a cartoon character. He yeah. Is. Yeah. I couldn't understand a damn word he was saying for half that movie. Champagne. Patty to fly. Iranian caviar. And don't forget the color TV. Hey, Chief. You try this. Made it myself. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's just swimming with bow-legged women. But like when he drops his backstory, you're like, oh, my God, I understand. And like because he tells his backstory and then almost the next thing that happens is when he smashes the radio. And it's so perfect because what would what in any other situation, if a character did that, I'd be like, the fuck is wrong with you? That doesn't make any sense. No human being would do that. But like immediately after that backstory, you're like, "Okay, I can see like why he's so invested in killing this fucking shark. To the point where he would like endanger everybody's lives. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So, 1,100 men went in the war. 316 men come out. The sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. I have to do this. It's like some yeah. closure for him. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Do you think it was justified? Like, do you think it was like, uh, I don't know, a good thing or, or like a, a good story arc or kind of tragic that he, he died at the end to a shark? Oh, I think it was tragic. I mean, I mean, I mean, it is tragic, but like, is it? It's tragic in the, in like the classical sense, which is it was because of his own actions. That's and true. also very sad. You know what I mean? Like, like he pushed there were, the boat until it died, and he he got them stranded out there. Almost like he wanted to, right? Like, the, like if you watch the acting in that scene where he keeps pushing it, and Hooper keeps saying like, "Don't push it." Yeah, it's like he wants the engine to blow. Yeah, uh, it's true. like he wants to go this way. 
And I think part of that is that like it's a worthy adversary. And I think part of that is that is like the survivor's guilt, right? Like that's true, yeah. All these people that I that I was brothers with died in this way. Like maybe it's time for me to go in this way. I don't know. I, I felt like that backstory added took a very two-dimensional character. And I think it made it very three-dimensional, right? Like it's almost like he's been chasing this sort of death forever. And he's been cursed right. by the fact that he's too good at it and he can't die in the way that he wants to die. Mm-hmm. Uh when they were filming the scene too, like they were so they were, they were really unsure of like is this movie going to be a total flop? Or are we going to? Steven Spielberg was like convinced. He's like, I'm not going to have a job after this. He's like, I'm not going to be a director. I'm going to. Everyone's going to fucking hate. Me. Well, I tried. They went way over budget and way over time. And yeah, and but they filmed this scene and they're like, I don't know. I think we have a movie on our hands. I think we got something. And it really does like for me. That's my favorite scene. In the whole movie is really. Yeah, that it's them. It's it's that story. It's them getting drunk. That story. Yeah, uh, Quentin Hooper uh, swapping stories and showing their scars and stuff. Oh, that scene! Um, I thought you meant when he was getting eaten. No, 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 no. Yeah, them, them, them hanging out in the boat, getting drunk was definitely my favorite scene in the movie too. You just put your hand underneath my cap. You just be a little lump. Knock on all on St. Patty's Day, Boston. I got that beat. I was I was waiting yeah. for that scene when they were like, yeah, because I don't know the lighting and the fact that they're all sitting on this like this bench together with this like warm light. And it's like the whole thing's rocking and they're like so, trading these stories with each other. And yeah, it felt like a real camaraderie. It did. Yeah. It made the movie have have a heart. Yeah. Outside of like, we got to kill this thing that's killing us, you know. Right. Okay, but speaking of that camaraderie and that brotherhood, can we talk about how fucking quickly the movie ends? They're like, we blew up the shark. One of the three of us is dead. Okay, cut to credits. <laughs> it was a little jarring. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny, too. They're like, how's Quint? Oh, no, he's gone. And then they kind of crack jokes and start laughing like, ha, 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 we did it. All right, let's go out to shore. Like, a man just died. A man was eaten by a shark. <laughs> also, Cooper, like, you just fucked off to the bottom of the ocean and sat there until he saw the explosion. Like, yeah, yeah. you did nothing. He definitely waited. Oh, so another fun fact. Did you know? Did you know? The, that only happened. He, he was supposed to die in that scene with the cage. Oh, really? But when they filmed it, so they filmed a real shark attacking a real cage off of the coast of Australia. That was definitely real footage. It was. Yeah. Um, and they wanted the... Sh- so the shark that they had... Uh, the great white that was actually attacking was only 16 feet. So to make it look bigger, they hired a little person to stand in as a scuba diver. That's Hooper. So he looked, the shark looked bigger in comparison to okay. him. Um, and I guess the cage was smaller too. Yeah. Okay. But then the the cage, like I forget exactly how it happened. Basically the footage they got was of this, it, the shark ripped apart the cage and got stuck on top of it. It was like thrashing around. Oh, that was real. That was all real. That was a real shark, oh, re- really destroying a cage. And but but the guy wasn't in it. The scuba diver wasn't in it in that scene. And the cage was already destroyed. And they're like, "Fuck, what do we do?" Because they just filmed it happening. Yeah. So they just used it, and then went like, "Okay, let's rewrite the story." So it because that that shark off of Australia fucked that cage up. Steven Spielberg was like, "We we can't ditch this footage. It's so it's good looking." Good. Yeah. So they just wrote it that Hooper got away and just like swam down like behind a rock or whatever and just waited. <laughs> so he's supposed <laughs> to just be eaten. <laughs> That's super funny. I mean, Hooper yeah, was. I great, actually, so. I thought he was going to die oh, too. Was. I thought it was a little surprising that that he survived that. And he just kind of pops up at the end. So I guess that makes sense he's as well. Just right around that footage, yeah. <laughs> just keep writing things in. All right, so here's my sort of like bottom line question for you guys. Why is this movie so famous if we're poking so many holes in it and it has so many things that don't quite make sense? I was going to say this. I feel like this movie has a like a cult fan base. Uh, It's not even a cult. It was it was the I, I said at the top of the episode, the original blockbuster, like it was it like coined the term blockbuster like merchandising wasn't really much of a thing before this i guess i just mean it has like a diehard fan base right like people yeah. who love this movie who who know it through their entire lives or who watched it as kids or whatever so well it was an event like 1975 there, w- there wasn't really anything quite like this mm-hmm. you know those so big and like 
I don't know. I, even watching it today in 2021, like I still, when the credits rolled, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. What a great movie. Like I can only imagine <laughs> 75 going to see that for the first time and stepping out of the theater. Like, holy shit. Like it's not, you know, like the, the holes that you're poking in it to me anyway, are nitpicky where you're like, well, you have to talk about something like the movie isn't perfect, but you know, it is so fun. It is a really, really good movie. It's a fun movie. I don't know. I don't I don't know that I would call it like a really, really good movie. No? <laughs> All right. I think that's a great segue. If you guys were to rate it on a scale of one to ten. Yeah, if I had to say how good it was on a scale of one to ten, I would give it a probably an eight point five. All right. Maybe a nine. Matt. Okay, so just to be clear, the last two movies we did, I gave both of them an eight point five for opposite reasons. Uh, right what were the last two movies we did kira <laughs> and yeah, yeah. silence of the lambs yeah i'm gonna give this like a 5.5 5.5 5. 5. yeah that wow. feels right it's it's solid i don't it's yeah. not bad right i had a good time so it's 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 a take it like you should watch it but it's eh, you know eh. i am truly bum fuzzled about why this is such a classic <laughs> i don't uh, it's bum not bum bad. Like I don't fuzzled. <laughs> I don't want to shit on it. It's not Friday. It's not. You know. I think I was unfair to Airplane, but it's not how I felt when I rated Airplane. You're very unfair to Airplane. You I, should apologize. And don't call me Shirley. I don't have like an agenda here. I'm not trying to like make a point about how bad this movie is. It's fun. You should watch it if you have nothing else to watch. Why is it so famous? I do not understand. I think a, a product of its time, right? 1975, like, there's no shark movies before this. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, I, so I remember it did spawn a really terrible genre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will tell this story only because one of our, like, eight listeners is my father. So he might actually Is he back? Yeah, I don't know if he's listening. back, actually. I should ask him. <laughs> <laughs> but... So uh, when I was a kid, uh, my best friend when I was when I was a kid and I were like having a sleepover at my house and my dad was like, I'm going to show you the most famous horror movie from when I was a kid. Literally people fainted in the theaters. It's true. And so he showed us, I think it was actually a double feature. I think he showed us both. He showed us Creature from the Black Lagoon and he showed us the original Mummy. And those movies were so bad <laughs> for like for the young children that we were having grown up yeah. on the movies that we had grown up on. And I don't think he was wrong and I don't think we were wrong. I think that horror had just evolved in a way where Creature from the Black Lagoon, where all you see is like a hand coming out of the, the lagoon, it's not scary anymore. Yeah. But I understand that it probably was at the time. And I'm willing to admit that that might be what's happening here. I think we're suffering from like power creep for la yeah. <laughs> lack of a better, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For a better word, right? That's a great term. Like, you nailed it. <laughs> like the envelope keeps getting pushed as time goes on. And, you know, there's still like some firsts that genuinely scare people. Like I would say like Paranormal Activity, right? Or the Blair Witch Project, right? They kind of broke ground in their own little the niches. found footage stuff. Yeah, like the found footage stuff or the security camera stuff. Um, like those were kind of... The, their own thing and then you, you know of course they're done to death and now no one believes them anymore because everyone's used to like the guerrilla marketing and trying to pass this stuff off as real right. and, and so yeah i think uh, i think for the time this was probably a lot scarier and i think probably the movies that you mentioned which i haven't seen were probably a lot scarier as well but yeah people are just kind of you know you know been there done that like it's so i think you're right it's so like you know safe for TV at this point. <laughs> yeah, I I at no point in this movie did I like seriously feel afraid. I had some tension in the scene at the dock when the guy's feet were dangling. I thought they did that well enough where I I, I felt like a little like oh oh like is because yeah. that feeling of someone like trying to grab like at your feet like that's that's pretty relatable i think that's kind of timeless a little bit there, there was that great line in that scene that i loved where his friend said trust me don't turn around just keep swimming yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good. charlie take my word for it don't look back swim charlie swim come on charlie swim yeah, like look great. it's gonna slow you down just keep moving forward 
the one that the one that creeped me out is when you could see Jaws from a bird's eye view. They're like the camera's looking down, and there's like a kid swimming. Is that kid that gets killed? Yeah, uh, the second one. And the and you can see Jaws under the water, and he's like swimming up to him. Oh, that one freaked me out. Mm. That well, one's the, scary. You also have uh, what is it called? The lassophobia or whatever. A fear of he water. Has mesophilioma. <laughs> He has no wait, too. no, he has massophilia. <laughs> Mis- misophonia. Misophonia. <laughs> I hate the way that sharks sound. <laughs> yeah. I hate the sound of sharks chewing. <laughs> yeah, it's really gross. It freaks me out. You've told me in the past that you freak out on boats, right? I think you're right, actually. I think he has. The, the ocean is scary. I don't like it's the idea scary. of like swimming in the ocean. Yeah. You know, like scuba diving is freaky. The, the idea of like a whole ecosystem under my feet, like under me and i'm floating above it and i can't see it it is really like vulnerable and scary see see that's why i actually i find scuba diving to be less scary than swimming on the surface because at least you can see what's coming at you yeah it's just the whole idea like because you know you're not that fast underwater fish are and it's so interesting you spend so much of your life literally in a submarine underwater i couldn't see (laughs) i was in a black tube i couldn't see shit (laughs) I just shut my brain off. Just la 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 la. Don't not think here. about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a white seaman in a long black tube. That's right. That's right. Long so, hard black tube. I'm thinking about what I'm going to rate this, and so you're going to give it a five five. You this is this is going to be one of the rare times that I think I lean more towards uh, Matt's rating than I do. Hey, which is strange because this movie should have everything that I like. I like generally speaking, just fun, not necessarily well executed movies. Right. And this is that, (laughs) but it's just a little too, uh, there's just, it's it's fun, but not in the way that I thought I feel like it wanted it to be, right? I felt like I was having fun kind of making fun of parts of the movie more than <laughs> than than was intended, if that makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't hold up, I don't think. I still think I th- still think it's a it's a great like, you know, you know, just a fun like Friday night movie with some friends. Yeah. You know, I I still think it's good for that, but it's as a serious film. Not so much. So I'm going <laughs> to... I think it did a lot of cool things, but um, I'm going to give it like a 6.5. 6.5. Six Can five. you disagree oh, with me? 6.5. I'm not going that low. I'm honestly surprised. I thought you guys were going to like it more. I I did. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun watching the movie. I mean, you were with me. You know I had a yeah. good time watching the movie. But I don't know if this podcast has made me more critical of films. It but could be, yeah. Yes, it's just dark <laughs> side. It is unavoidable. It is your destiny. I don't know. Yeah, I just I, I felt like I felt like this would be fun to have like a com- a comedy like commentary track over. <laughs> you know, there were like there's yeah, yeah, yeah. there just some silly parts to the movie and a lot of parts that really felt thrown together which we're understanding why now with all of these did you knows yeah because it was just thrown together in a lot yeah, of it was yeah <laughs> um and i i think you can feel that right there's definitely some movies that i feel that i've seen that were thrown together and they work through pure luck right Stum- accidentally stumbled into greatness um this one i feel like some of that bleeds through a little bit more so yeah 6.5 you guys want to know what I'm doing for next? What we're doing for next episode? I, I would love Tyler. What are you doing for next next episode? Because it's my pick, your Tyler pick, Tyler pick. We're doing. You ready for it? Oh my Gone God. with the wind. <laughs> Gone with the wind again. I'm just. We're just gonna watch it again and talk about it again. What Every Gone weeks. with the wind too. More yeah. goner with more wind. It's windier. <laughs> it's goner. It's windier. Yeah. Uh, we're doing duck soup. I've never heard of that Duck film. Me neither. Is this, the, is this the first time this has ever happened? It's a real movie. It's called Duck Soup. <laughs> it's from <laughs> 1933, I believe. It's the Marx Brothers. Marx right? Brothers. I've never Marx seen a Marx Brothers. Okay. I've never seen a Marx Brothers, and this uh, is on a list, and it's supposed to be their funniest from what I hear. Okay. I've I'm never into seen it. Yeah, I've never seen the Marx Brothers, and I've always wanted to because they they feel iconic, and I know nothing from them. I will admit I've never even heard of the Marx Brothers up until what? you told me about this movie. That's surprising. Uh, Retro Marx? Yeah. Is it 
Yeah, with the cigar and the big and the big eyebrows yeah. and like, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah. like kind know. Of thing. Uh, no, no. I know a lot of the, like the. I mean, Charlie Chaplin, obviously. Um, Buster uh, Keaton. Buster Keaton. And uh, the Three Stooges. Three Stooges. Yeah. And um, there's another one. They did the Who's on First, What's on Second joke. Who are those guys? Abbott Costello. Abbott yeah. Costello. But never heard of the Marx Brothers. Yeah, they're in there. They're they're part of that whole pantheon. Yeah, they're in the, they're in the mix you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being judged. No, I mean by her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a, a an, an on a live audience. Yeah, we I have think an audience she member. Come say hello. <laughs> Tell wanna her. Want to come come say hi on the episode? No, she doesn't want to be recorded. Aww. But she's making fun of Devin for not knowing the Marx Brothers. Album. I don't know. Tell I just, her, tell her I love exposure. making fun of Devin. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not that unusual for me to not have heard of something. But, That's true. Um, usually I have like, you know, some mild exposure. Or something. The fact that you've never, you had never until like just a couple of years ago, had never even heard the name Dave Chappelle blew yeah. my mind. That's the yeah. one. <laughs> He's yeah, so fucking famous. That. that one's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I missed that. He like he was like coming back, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, Dave Chappelle's back!" You're like, "Who the hell's that?" I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> you know that sometimes there's just like weird cultural holes that people yeah, have yeah. in their lives. It happens. That is true. I understanding just how famous he is, though. I do. I do give you that one as being. <laughs> that, was, that was a little egregious. I mean, Chappelle and show I, was huge when you were in like early high school, late middle school. Yeah, I did. Like you was, it was perfect timing. For I you. didn't yeah. have cable, so most of most of my like television experience. But like, was people over around you weren't quoting it incessantly. I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is the honest truth, Devin. I never watched an episode of Chappelle show while I was on. Crazy. I still know who Chappelle is. <laughs> I still know all the hey, quotes. If it makes anyone feel better, he's he's very funny, and I've I've seen a bunch of stuff since then. That's good, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you when we're having duck soup. Duck soup. About and also, I love you. I love you. About <laughs> like this makes me it feels weird. Learning about movies. <laughs>